Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. <laughs> what are you doing? I was going to give you my favorite line reading. Do it. Never going to be any no more. <laughs> So, can, no more. Ha, first of all, happy Throwback Thursday. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Whatever. <laughs> haven't listened to we're we're going to have a chat. And you guys can listen if you want. <laughs> you can eavesdrop. <laughs> you got to do other things with your time, but that's cool. Um, Kevin and I, last week, we were talking about one of my favorite things, which is the Turning Point 1997 episode where the making of Annie, where they fire Annie. Kevin had never seen and it. And I was so completely like, wait, this is the... When I was 17, I should have been aware of this. Like, how did I not know? Why was I not watching this? And how have I never seen this until now? And uh, I just showed Kevin <laughs> some of the clips from it. And, Dear God. And it's it's uh, it's something. So I kind of almost want to say my favorite thing this week again is Annie again. So that way everyone has to go see to watch it. I'm not going to be Annie no more. But you look how staged that was. There, those shots of oh her, like, God, all holding, the, you pointed like, that out. I was like, and she's literally holding the Annie doll, looking out the window uh, for the B-roll. And then they play, like, tomorrow, <laughs> to, but, like, slow down piano solo version. I mean, <laughs> that was produced. That was so overproduced. <laughs> and then Barbara Walters, at the, before the commercial, is like, never going to be no more. And, then, and, and more about Joanna Pichetti, <laughs> who, at the age of 12, knows, like, what it's like to be fired. <laughs> Oh, savage. Gosh, you guys. Savage. Barbara Walters, you're savage. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Joanna Pachetti, who at age 12 knows what it's like to be a husband. Oh my like, God. God, Barbara Walters, calm down. That the kid's twelve. Brutal man. But you, who knew Annie would be so brutal for so many people? Jeez, Annie's a. T- Do you ever see that movie Life After Annie, the documentary where they interview all the old Annies? Yes, I saw it years ago. I like the same. I think I did too. Yeah, I liked it. I wish uh, we had some more footage of Nell Carter's. Yes, one song because I love Nell Carter. You do, don't you? I really do. I really do. Do you know that she was supposed to be the original Effie in Dreamgirls? No. That they wrote Effie for her, and then she dropped out to do a sitcom. Really? But like it was being Dreamgirls was being built around wow. her, and then at the last second, apparently she screwed Michael Bennett over and was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go do a TV show. Bye, everybody. See you later. Wow. Yeah. And then it went to Jennifer Holiday. What could have been? Yeah. Although Nell Carter, God, she was brilliant. Ain't misbehaving. Yes. Um. 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 Her TV shows were great, mm-hmm. but our. You know, and I heard she was a funny Miss Hannigan. I never got to see it. I bet it was, yeah, I bet you that was a good. She was going to do um, a revival of Raisin, and then she passed away during rehearsals. Oh. She's very young, too. Yeah, way She's too like soon. in her 50s, yeah, I think, way and too diabetes. Soon. Oh, poor thing. Sad. I loved her as an actress. Good old Nell Carter. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there was anything. I'm sure people are, oh, she was in Hair. No, mm-hmm. she was in Hair. I'm sure people are screaming other shows at us that she was in, but. I can't think another one either. But I'm trying yeah. to think like, if she had lived one of their shows she could have gone into and she would have been great. Well, she would do oh. contemporary musicals too. You know, uh, Motormouth Mabel. I was just going to say that. Yeah, she probably would have been a great Mama Morden in Chicago. Yeah, um, I would have. I would have seen a Gypsy with her in it. Nell Carter as Mama Rose. I would have definitely paid some money for that. Great idea. 
Yeah. That's a really, really yeah. great idea. I would have enjoyed that at the Encores. Oh, Encores? <laughs> I'm moving it into the Imperial. Oh, yeah, no, it would start there, and then they'd realize how, like with Patty. You know, oh, yes, yes, yes. Like, <laughs> That's, uh, instead of Patty, it would have yeah, been Nell exactly. Carter. I don't what else she would have been in that she would have just, like, knocked out of the park. God, she was good. Yeah. That voice, that power, that talented. And comedy. Dolly. Oh, I think, I, you know what? I think this is on YouTube. I think she did do Hello, Dolly somewhere. Oh, really? And I'm pretty sure, yes, I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. And I'm pretty sure Nipsey Russell, the comedian, is Horace Vandegelder opposite her. Yes, what am I saying? Look it up. There is a Nell Carter, Hello, Dolly. Okay. Mike Thank Trump. you, Rob. Mike Trump. I put my hand in here. Mm-hmm. I just put my hand in there. <laughs> Always for the opt down. Oh, why would you option up? It's not worth the effort. <laughs> I'm a voice teacher now. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Yeah. I hope you've enjoyed good. that. See any good shows lately? Uh, no, actually, I've not. I, I've I've been remiss in my because all the holidays and all of that. I'm slowly getting back into the groove of Ooh. seeing stuff. I need to. And okay. most of my money has been going for the Europe trip. So yeah, you excited? Yeah. Paris and Amsterdam. That's right. Ooh, I Ten love days. Paris. Hopefully I'll see some theater over there. You want to see theater over I in Paris, I would like to at least see some theaters. I don't know if I'm going to actually see theater, but I would like to look at the theaters. Have you been to Paris before? No. <gasps> it's gorgeous. Yeah. It really is gorgeous. Paris is one of those cities where everyone tells you how pretty it is. Yeah. And you're like, you can't be that pretty. I know. It's every street you turn on is going to just fascinate you. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Are you, you going to do museums? Oh, yeah. Paris will be, yep. Lots of that. All the touristy stuff, I think. Do it. Because it's my first time. The best thing to do, I know it sounds so like touristy to do, but it's the best thing, is you know those buses? Yeah, the hop on, hop off? Yeah. Do it. I did it, and it was the best thing I ever did. All right. Seriously, it's worth it. Okay. It's just so worth it. Nice. I'm well, done. thank you. Good. Of course. Are you going to take a day trip out of Paris? Probably not, because we're only there for four days in Paris. If you want. Yeah. I'm just suggesting. There's a bus that, t- t- that takes you to Versailles. Yes. For, it's... You know, you go to Versailles for like half the day, and the other half of the day they take you to Monet's Garden. Oh, and right. Monet's Garden. Yeah, it's and you're back by the evening. You're back by like eight p.m., so you still have like the evening and stuff. It's something really fun. Maybe you should explore it. Okay, just thank throwing you. that out there. All right, I'm done. All right. Thank you. And then listen thank to Can guy. Can. <laughs> of course. I love Paris in the summer. <laughs> I love Paris in the fall. <laughs> why? Oh, why do I love Paris? Because my love. Because my love is like, near. You can't not end it. <laughs> um, oh, yes. When I was a kid, my parents used to sing that to me. Oh. But they would change. It wouldn't be Paris. It would be Robbie. Aww. I love Robbie in the springtime. That is the sweetest thing. I, I That's yeah, adorable. You know, I got introduced to Cole Porter at Aww. a very early age. That's I love Robbie in the fall. Oh, you like Robbie Goulet. I like Bobby Goulet in the yeah, fall. Yeah, you like Bobby Goulet all the time. All seasons, all <laughs> seasons. Um, speaking of things that you like, mm-hmm. what do you like, Kev? All right. I This is something you kind of showed me, and then I'm just going to steal it. So, Oh, sorry. I know what you're doing, and I'm so happy you are because I think it's brilliant. Wait, do, are you sure you know which one I'm going to do? I'm like 99.9% sure. So you like put me onto this rehearsal footage? Yep, I'm right. Yeah, <laughs> of course you are. You guys, 
so this is when you'll get me where I'll be like, how did I, how has this existed that I never knew? And this might be for the more nerdier, like theater nerd out there. But for me, if you're a student of the art form, it is, it is so, because first of all, when are you a fly on the wall of any professional rehearsal? You never are because it's not allowed to be videoed. Like it's a safe room. You're not supposed to do that kind of thing. But if you're, let's say the 25 year reunion concert of the cast, original cast of company for a Broadway cares equity fights aid benefit. And you're getting together to rehearse again. All bets are off and you're at Lincoln center and some intern who this is 1993. So what I'm, Oh gosh, it's so good. So what it is, is, (laughs) is literally just raw rehearsal footage of, of the day or the week, I guess you might say leading up to this, this, this two performance concert of a company by the original cast. And, and how Prince is direct. I mean, everyone is there. Um, and it is, you are literally a fly on the wall. There is no frills. There's no commentary. There's nobody like, there's a couple zoom in moments, but really it's like they just set up the good old fashioned VHS recorder. Yeah. They shoved it in the middle of the room and just everyone forgot about it because nobody knew what reality TV was back then. Nobody was aware of that. So they were all, you're watching all of these great musical theater stars be themselves in the rehearsal room. You see how Prince literally manhandle people into place. Like the part where he's trying to get stretched to like do it. Uh-huh. Of course, <laughs> he tries to get stretched to do just a simple cross, but like go if friends, if you know the terms, but like to cross around herself downstage. So like if she's going downstage left to cross out, but she keeps wanting to cross in and he's like, no, Elaine, just go around them. And of course, God bless her. But Stritch would not. She just wouldn't do like the easiest thing possible. But at the end, then she's like, you know, what I'll do. I'll go around them. Yeah. Like she came up with the idea. You're like, uh-huh. So some of the things to to look out for because it literally is over an hour of this rehearsal footage. Oh, worth the, 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 it's so amazing, and also just a shout out to Dean Jones who ha- left the show like what a month into it because he's going through a divorce and it was too intense for him. And in Larry Kurt took over, but you're having Dean Jones in this video. He's killing it. Like his singing is on point. Twenty five years later. Um, Starts with uh, you can drive a person crazy. The ladies Donna McKechnie is like, and Pamela Myers, and um, ladies who lunch. You have Stritch basically marking through it. Stritch is not wanting to go full out. You can tell that she's aware that everybody's watching her, but because it's just kind of like running through the show, she's doing her Stritch thing. Her uh, slightly insecure, but pulling focus, but like not quite doing it, but kind of commenting on it, making jokes about the song while she's doing it. Um, then you have uh, the opening. They go into the theater for some sort of spacing rehearsal. Um, one of my favorite moments of the whole thing is Donna McKechnie doing the TikTok yeah. dance. I mean, you're seeing the Michael Bennett choreography on her. Um, and it's it's Michael Bennett, right? Yeah, it is Michael Bennett. And it's absolutely stunning. I mean, it is absolutely. Yeah. You can see how his moves were just made for her. I mean, he, it, her body is, and it's like at that classic late sixties, early seventies flailing of the arms. You know, like it's like how does one's body do that, and you don't have to go to the doctor afterwards? Well, she probably did. Um, then they move back into the rehearsal hall after they do a little, some spacing. And then um, you that's where you have like the, the manhandling going on and him, how Prince just basically 
it is so technical where they go. I mean, he's like literally like number three. Now cross over number four. Hand this to her with your right arm. Now turn back upstage and say to them over your left shoulder. And then the way they rehearse as an actor it would drive me crazy because they literally will go two lines, back it up, do it again, one more line. Now cross over. I mean, it was it was directing traffic. Well, I had a friend who was in Prince of Broadway, and she was saying to me that like he he would do a number, and like. On the second verse, he'd be like, okay. Or on the third verse, he'd be like, okay, hold on for a second. Um, you know, you, use your right hand, not your left hand. Let's go back to the top. Yes. And they go all the way back and to the top of the song. It while you're Because a friend of mine rehearsed with Pat Birch recently and said that he'd be in the middle of a scene and she's like telling him direction while he's performing on wow. stage. And like, I think that's a George Abbott it's, old school. It's very different. It's just of, a very different you know, style of directing. Like uh, when, who was it that was telling Carol Lawrence? Someone was telling us about how when um, uh, Gower Champion was firing them and he was like talking to her in the seat. And then was like, yeah, Kay, left hand up. So well, listen, well, we've got this new vision. No, Kay, take us to stage left. Yes. Who was that? Was that Carol Lawrence or Anita Gillette? Anita, Anita Gillette. Gillette. It was Anita Gillette. For, for Carnival. Yeah. But So I think that was a directing style then was to sort of like talk at the actors, get them to move where they needed to move, and then fill it in later. Yeah. You know? And you see it in this video. And this is not that long ago. I mean, this is... You know. No, there's also the, the argument that I think somebody asked how Prince said, and he's also like, you know, I cast actors that know what they're doing. Right. So I don't have to sit there and explain motivation and objective. He's like, they're going to do that. So exactly. I have to be in control of the visual space. I, I, I put the, I, I, you're exactly right. Um, well, and you see it, I mean, you completely see it in this video. Because all these are like the, some of the best of the best, you know. And this is also when they're like, it's fun for them to revisit this work. And they're all known for it. But, and But if you watch that, that rehearsal footage, doesn't it look like they're putting on the play for the first time? It, like they're all so in it and they're still, it's like 25 years old. Oh, before. I'm so, well, it's, it's, I, I, yes. And I, it's like, well, it's 25, 93 is 25 years yeah. ago from, from now. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? So put that into perspective. Like, Jesus. Think, you know what I mean? So that's how far ago. So it's not that far ago for us. But so when we do the Tommy reunion, exactly. that's what it'll there look you like. Go. Yeah. Um, um, but it, it, yes. And you see them. Just it's just like it could be the Pepper Pot Players Community Theater. I mean, no offense, but it literally is like how everyone puts on a show, and you see it. And I expected to put on this like thing you sent me, and I was like, all right, I'll take a look at this rehearsal footage. Couldn't put it down. Could not stop watching it. It's okay. So this was one of the most groundbreaking musicals in the history of musical theater, and we're watching the original director and the original cast put together the first scene. Yes. And even though they did it for years and years and years. They're still open. They're still exploring. Should I say it like this, Hal? Or Hal Prince being like, move here. No, wait, let me see what happens if you move there. Right. Like, th- first oh, of yeah. all, it's a concert. They could have easily just been like, guys. Simple. Yeah. Like, we're going to get an ovation no matter what the fuck we do out there. The but they're detail. also yeah. interested in it. The detail work was b- blew me away. And then yeah. you see them put it together. And then you finally see the number. I think you see the number in the theater, actually. Yeah. You, they go, and then the last 10 minutes is like just like random like B-roll of just them opening night and then just mingling the crowd. It's like they set the camera up in the lobby, <laughs> just press play, and then let it just roll. Fine with me. I don't know why that footage is there, who it was for. I'm glad it's on YouTube. I think it's an excellent 
you know, a time capsule yeah. for a, a certain era. And it really, show business hasn't changed that much. The way people direct has changed, but it's still just a bunch of people in a room trying to make something make sense. Yeah, it's a whole different school of directing now, isn't it? A lot of, well, well, there's many more schools. And I think before they were literally quite inventing it themselves, you know? You know, yeah, George Abbott. It was it was it was a handed down craft as opposed to a university craft. I'm wondering, which it is now. yeah, which it is now, which is a lot of like table until people figure it out themselves, you know, and, and what their you know, path. Yeah, don't be a dictator. Yeah, and all, that all stuff. those like yeah. school educational way of doing it. But I think I remember when when I was in grad school, one of the first directing books they gave me. It was so funny. It was a book called Fundamentals of Play Directing mm. by these two academics named Dean something and Kara something. Anyway. The book is like 180 pages long. Kevin, 160 of those pages is about staging. The other like 20 pages is about like, oh, this is how you talk to an actor. This is how you work with a designer. This is how you take a note. It's literally all that stuff about blocking. It's just like blocking, 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 staging, staging, staging. Eek. Because somebody would say, well, that's the only thing a director can control, really, is the staging. I guess. And I'm like, I no, can't work like that. I think that there's a lot more to it than that, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, like, I think you should have a good physical vision, but that mm-hmm. can't be the only thing. No. I mean, I know some directors that as soon as it's blocked, they're like, I'm done. Huh. And you're like, oh, uh, can we fill some things We need some help, But that, but, but so you're right, that rehearsal footage is just so unique. I love it. And that they're all still, all the players are still there. They're all... You know, 25 years is a lot of time, but it's not, you know, like... Yeah, the only uh, person who had died, I think, between the original and that reunion was Charles Braswell. Yes. Who played Larry. I think you're right. Um, yeah, all the other, all the all the others are there, and they all sound great. Yeah, they. I mean, Donna McKechnie, are you kidding me? Her dance that is so incredible. This, they sound great. Um, and they cut that TikTok dance now. Yeah. In most productions. Yeah, it. You could. I mean, I'm not surprised because that that music arrangement is so Michael Bennett. Yeah. It. It. Her the dancing. I cannot imagine anyone else putting that on their body the way that dance sits on her yeah. body. Um. And of course, yes, everything could be redone and re envisioned, but. Uh, sometimes some of those Michael Bennett, Joan Robbins, Bob Fosse, that music was so catered to the way they did it. It's hard to extract it. I think yeah. sometimes, you oh, know, absolutely, to, or it it, it takes a, a, almost as they, brilliant a mind to reinvent it. Yeah, they did it for the '95 revival. Yes, the Lashans one. Yeah, <laughs> and it was Charlotte Dambois as yeah. Kathy, which makes total sense. Yeah, and she's one of that old school da- style of dancing. I don't, I don't think it's. I don't think they include it now so much mm. anymore. That sort of seems to. They did in that away. most recent revival, but it was a duet with a tuba. It was just like a pas de deux. It was great. Oh, with that John Doyle one. <laughs> yes. Oh, you're being. Si- I'm being. You know what's I so sad being, it's like that. I'm. You like, really thought I was serious. Oh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> the night that I it saw Hammer Dulcimer. It was a Hammer Dulcimer dance. It was great. It was called TikTok Tap. Jesus God, the one that I saw. Um, God, was it so? Never mind. I don't want to say this. It's so mean. No, I'll say it anyway. I saw that John Doyle one. And the only thing I remember from it was the young lady who played Marta during Another Hundred People. Mm-hmm. She played the violin. Yes. And her chin rest fell off. Mm-hmm. And they all marched around the stage. And so every time she like went for it, they just kicked it. <laughs> so the whole number was just this poor actress trying to get this get chin, damn chin holder player, back. Violin player again. I will not say who it was. But when I went to see that company, I was seated behind... An original cast member. Please, come on, was a stretch. No, I won't say who it was because okay. they haven't passed, so I don't want to. All right, it's the Sondheim rule. Yeah, <laughs> they you have they to wait passed. till they pass before you say um, anything about them. 
And by the time they got to side by side, she threw up her hands and yelled in full voice, Jesus Christ, did they ever stop fucking marching? Because remember, the whole show was really just them uh-huh. marching back and forth. Oh, yes. And then when it got to being That's alive, and he, sat da- he sat down at the piano. She said in full voice, Jesus, I feel like I'm at the fucking Hilton. Gosh, I won't say who it was. God, it does sound like it was Stretch. She's, it's not Stretch. She's Stretch still Stretch would have just rustled a bag around. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, my insulin. Um, but she's well. Stretch saw that, right? Didn't Barbara Walsh tell us that Stretch saw? I that? think so. Yeah. You know, that's intimidating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? No. I always love that Sondheim birthday concert where Patty Lapone has the red to dresses? sing it. Yeah, right in front of Elaine Stretch. Uh, and Bless Elaine Stritch, because she could have pulled so much focus. She watches her with laser beams, and at the end is yep. the first one to give. She knew. Well, she, she knew. Rob, that woman she knew exactly knew what she was doing. I, um, the more I think about it, the more I spend time. Favorite thing. A world in which you're that savvy. I know. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I was, once again, remember how I said last week, I was like, oh, I want to give you this favorite thing, but I'm not ready for it yet because nobody has it. Right. Okay. One of the things I wanted to talk about, but I want to do a little bit more research on, so I don't want to talk about it too much right now, is um, like Broadway HD mm-hmm. and National Theater Live, mm-hmm. which is filming mm-hmm. wonderful Broadway shows and West End shows and putting them out there. Uh, I'm going to do some more research on that. I didn't want to give that to you now. The reason I said that is because one of our listeners sent us a bootleg version of the National Theater production of Follies mm. that was broadcast to cinemas. Yes. And um, you can only get, you can't buy these commercially. So somehow he or she got one. Allegedly. Allegedly. And I might have allegedly watched it and allegedly kissed the ground. Yeah. Because Follies is now preserved on film. You're right. Professionally shot. With Amelda Staunton, there are many people that are... Uh, have very specific opinions of this production. It's of funny how Follies really will bring up a lot of the opinions. People, Pe- are, I mean, like people are strongly feel things about this production. I, I'll, one of my earliest memories of coming to New York was uh, I came by myself in two thousand and five, mm-hmm. and I was sitting by myself at the Westway Diner. <laughs> And there you and Peter <laughs> sitting right next to each other. You well, might have been Peter. There were these two old men behind me yelling at each other. Peter and Ken. Peter and Ken. No, no, no. You don't know what you're talking about. I was like, oh, Jesus, this is intense. Like politics, religion. Oh, yeah. Dorothy Collins was the best Sally I ever saw. <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking it about. It was Peter and Ken. Donna McKechnie was the best Sally I ever I mean, and oh, this wow. was like fierce yelling oh, yeah. at each other. And I was like, this is horrible, but I want to be a part of this world <laughs> so bad. Because <laughs> I'm like, you're all Clearly wrong. the paper mill follies had just come out. It's Barbara Cook. <laughs> it's Barbara Cook in concert. Oh She's my the best. God, yeah. um, anyway, so I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about that for a later episode. But what I want to do is I want to talk about something that you brought up, which is you said this company performance was a benefit for Broadway Cares Equity Fights mm-hmm. AIDS which is a really fantastic organization. And I want to talk about how Broadway Cares, uh, or, or uh, yeah, Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS, has impacted my life without me even, even realizing Oh, yeah. Um, in addition to the wonderful benefits that they put on, um, they put out a book in 1992. And this book is going to be my favorite thing for today. Mm-hmm. The book is called Broadway Day and Night. Have you ever seen this or heard of it? I don't recall. It was put together by uh, 
Ken Marsolis, Roger McFarlane, and Tom Viola, who's, you know, Tom is still really big over at Broadway Cares. Um, and what this book was, it was um, a coffee table book that collected the stories of all different people that were working on Broadway from like 1990 to 1991, like that season. Mm -hmm. So it sits down and it interviews um, Helen Hayes and Joel Gray and Patti Lapone and Hinton Battle and Lilius White mm. and Bill Irwin. And they all tell different stories about what it's like working in the industry. Some of them, they were all on Broadway at that time. So one, some of them are one page long, some of them are two pages long with beautiful black and white photography. But one of the things that's so touching is, is because they knew it was specifically going to be for Broadway, Cares Equity Fights AIDS, a lot of them just wanted to mention people that passed away of the disease, right. that they wanted their names remembered and preserved for future generations to look at. It's over 300 photographs. Oh, wow. But not, not all production shots, orchestra rehearsals, um, costume fittings, what it was like going on backstage. And I think it's a perfect little time capsule of the early 90s on Broadway. So they're talking about Secret Garden and Miss Saigon and Tommy Toon's Bye Bye Birdie revival. Wow. And they're all, and it's broken up into different chapters. So there's like a chapter on uh, rehearsals and then there's a chapter on auditioning and then there's a chapter on producing the show. But it's this beautiful, gorgeous coffee table book. You can actually buy it on Amazon now. The cheapest you can buy it for is like eight dollars. Oh, uh, or no, I'm so sorry, two fifty. Oh, forgive me, two fifty, two dollars and fifty cents. Um, and the reason that it's important to me is because when I was growing up, um, you know, we t we've talked about this a lot that there was theater world. And there was those in-theater, Theater Week magazine show right. magazine that we read. But all the photos in there were usually production photos. Right. And all the stories in there, or Theater World doesn't even have any stories. It's just very biographical, factual information. This book showed you what it was like to work on Broadway. Mm -hmm. It showed you what it was like to be in the musical theater. And I would read that book just about every single day because it was my only connection to what that community was right. like, the, 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 the personal workings of the community, not the factual biographical stuff, but what it takes to put on a show, what it takes to be an actor, what it takes to be a director. And some of the anecdotes in there are really, really fun. Joel Gray explains how he became the MC, how he figured out the makeup of the MC. Amazing. Robert Morse tells a really, really funny story about what it was like walking in on Walter Pigeon in his dressing room and what Walter Pigeon used like to use as a bathroom in the dressing oh room. Gosh. Stuart Howard talks about casting in there, which is really, really fun. Lilius White talks about what it's like being a mother and doing two shows of Once on this Island while at the same time filming episodes of Sesame Street. Oh, my God. Bill Irwin has a really touching story about a person named Seth Allen who was um, his understudy in a play that he was doing who subsequently passed away of AIDS mm. and wanting to remember that. Helen Hayes talks about, like, 90-year-old Helen Hayes, what it was like when she first fell in love with the theater years and years ago. Oh, So great. anyway, the book is called uh, Broadway Day and Night. Um, it's... Uh, backstage and behind the scenes at Broadway shows from the 1991 to the 1992 season. Um, oh, sorry. The, yeah, the 91 to the 92 season. And like I said, the the original intention was that all the proceeds were going to go to Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS. So I want to thank those three authors for compiling this book together. It's an amazing book. It should be, if you love musical theater and you love theater, it should be on your shelf somewhere. 
Wow. And a shout out to Barbara Cares Equity Fights AIDS. That was the sort of the overriding theme today. Yeah. So Without bless, even planning it. No. So bless them and bless all the yeah. work they do. And also, you know, we were the first college conservatory, I think, to do Broadway Cares Equity Fights. And we did barely we roll along. Yeah, we, we, did, we collected for them. Yeah, we were the first. And yeah. Broadway Cares came down and gave a wonderful speech to yeah. our, our students. And I always included in my musical theater history class as a Good. topic of discussion. So if after you listen to us, instead of asking you to give to Patreon, put a donation into Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS for us today because the work that they do is quite, quite wonderful and quite impressive and still very important in mm-hmm. this day and age. Agreed. So those, those are our favorite things. Company yeah. rehearsal footage? Yeah, from 1993. Just type that in. Company reunion concert rehearsal. And Broadway Day and Night, published in 1992, available at Amazon for $2.50. Ooh. The best bargain you can That's get. That's a good one. It's a great one. All right, till next time. Bye, everyone. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. These are a few of my favorite things. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.